Thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my partner in crime, my esteemed colleague. The best way to describe this person really is my everything. It's at Eric Dalala. Oh, you're uh, you're a little sleepy, huh? Oh no, I'm ready to rock. Actually, I feel uh, just a little too energized, too too pumped up. up. Yeah, got it. That's that'll uh, that'll happen. To you after a fourth straight dub. Yeah, that was a dub that the Broncos, they uh, they pulled it out of a hat, I think, uh, Eric. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, even Sean Payton after the game was like, hey, if you looked at the box score here, the Vikings are better in a lot of different categories. Yep. But you know what category matters the most? The dub category. Yeah, the final score. The points. The points. Broncos had one more. They, got, they had one more. Yeah, 21 to 20. I... Uh... I don't know if you would say an exciting game, but a uh, certainly an exciting final few minutes. Yes, uh, a lot of field goals, Eric. If you like field goals, this was a game like, for you. Yeah, uh, and Josh Dobbs, uh, that story, tremendous. That you man know, just does some sort of magic things. Yeah, he. I mean, he was awesome out there. He was fun. He was fun to watch yeah. uh, there for the first uh, few quarters. Uh, then when it got serious, I was like, okay, stop doing that. Yeah, stop it. I was like, you can't do that. Anymore. Sean Payton after the game said. He went to Joe Lombardi and was like, I don't remember Josh Dobbs being 6'3 and playing he's like big. this. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he's a big dude. He's tough to bring down. Yeah. There were a few times Cooper had him in his hands. DJ Jones was there. Shook him off through a tub. Yeah. A couple other times you're like, uh, you feel like you've got him. Boom, long pass to TJ Hawkinson. Well, I will say the pressure around him, even though it didn't result in a ton of sacks, that pressure really affected uh, some of his decision-making, especially late there in the game. They they were really getting to him. Yeah, obviously the, the crucial interception in the fourth quarter, that, that was kind of the moment I thought, hey, the Broncos are going to take the lead here, take control of this game. I'm not able to punch it in in the red zone. They did not do that. But, uh, but a big play there. Was it Josie Jewell got his arm? Yeah, Josie got him there, and then uh, Jaquan McMillan. Uh, machine. He just uh, Take away machine. He does the turnovers. Vacuum. They yeah. just come right to him. Yeah. yeah. He does the turnover. He's a baker. Oh. Yeah. He puts he does all the turnovers. Nice. Yeah. And um yeah, then in the final moments, Phil, you're thinking one point game, they've got a minute and three seconds, I think, three timeouts. It's it's not a scenario that's like impossible by any means for the offense and you're no um like a Mahomes type of a deal. Oh like gosh. you're just like, yeah, how many touchdowns in that much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, you probably need 40 yards in that scenario, something oh, yeah, like that? Oh, like, yeah, uh, like before the intentional grounding, it was really a, sort of a tense situation there. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I think they just needed like 20 or 30 yards, especially a mile high, just to have an attempt, you know. You don't even want to get that thing to an attempt. No, 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 Even no, if no, it's no. 60 yards or whatever, you just don't want that. Yeah, I think O'Connell said, Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings head coach, said after the game, hey, we were looking for like the plus 46, plus 47, could have given it a shot yeah. from there. Yeah. Long field goal and a chance to win. Um, there was a, a like a two-play sequence there where um, it was third and short, and then it ended up being fourth down, and the Vikings had to use back-to-back timeouts. Yeah. And when they did that and went down to one timeout, that, I think that kind of changed the tone of the drive yeah. because all of a sudden now they're up against the clock. They don't have as much time to work with. Um and, yeah, that, that final possession, Justin Simmons with a couple PBUs. Yeah, on Hawkinson. Um, DJ Jones able to, to force an intentional grounding play. Defense came up big. That's not an, an easy situation. And they – No, that's – I think, what, the final three possessions, they came up with stops. Yeah, well, I, I mean, guess there was a field goal because of the, the fake punt. But 
Um, that was sort of a similar situation the week before when the Broncos got the ball with like a minute to go and needed a field goal, yeah. you know, like a, a very similar type of situation. But uh, unlike the Bills, the Broncos defense came up with a stop this week. Yeah, so. it was a uh, a big win, obviously. You know, Sean Payton talked after the game that there, there's a, kind of a level of exhaustion that it takes to, to climb out get of a hole. Get back to 500. Get back yeah. to 500. And had the Broncos lost that game, I think it would have been, you know, if the field goal misses oh. last week. You're just like, man, we were so close, and, and all of a sudden you're four and six, and it still feels like you got this big uphill climb. Yeah. Um, there's an element of relief, and Phil the Broncos can't, I don't think, win consistently playing the way they did against the Vikings, but there's something to be said for it. You get outgained, they beat you on third down, they beat you in the red zone, beat you in rushing yards, and you still find a way to f- win the football game. That's. I think that says something about the kind of the makeup and the grit yeah. of the team. Yeah, this team has uh, really taken on Sean's personality, if you ask me. Just the sort of a confidence and a and a toughness that uh, is associated with this team right now. Where you know you even hear Russell Wilson talking about it uh, post game. He's like uh, he was saying to the guys, "Look, this is the kind of defense we're going against. We just got to outlast them. You know, like yep. let's not make a mistake. Let's just keep sticking with it, sticking with it, sticking with it." And then finally, you know, it all came down to that, that really that fourth quarter drive, Eric. And uh, there was a fourth and short there where Corlin Sutton makes a one-handed catch. Uh, there was P.I. on it, but uh, the catch was still very impressive. And, really good catch. In a very intense situation there. Uh, and then uh, they're able to find some IJP Ryan. I think three or four times on that drive yes. where they just dumped it off to him and he was able to get, uh, you know, good chunks, 17 yards, 10 yards. You know, he was able to get really, that was the most success the Broncos had on offense, like uh, sustained, you know, where yeah, it was P Ryan on these dump offs and Sean Payton even talked about just the way that the Vikings were p- attacking the Broncos. It was going to have to be those types of plays. And uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, Cortland Sutton makes a, a tremendous catch in the end zone where he just goes up, high points the ball, and uh, that's the difference in the game. Yeah, and Phil, this is one of those games, Justin Simmons says this a lot, Russell Wilson says this a lot, you point to like three or four game-altering plays and it can change the outcome. And the yep. Broncos in this game had to have like five or six of those go their way. There was yeah. that, the, the fumble that the Broncos recovered, I mean, the Vikings were up by eight on the edge of field goal range, and then Madison loses the ball. Oh, yeah. That was a, yeah. a big play in the football game. Yeah. The fourth down conversion to Cortland Sutton. Um, on the final drive, Samaj P. Ryan fumbles the ball, and it's out of bounds by maybe a foot. Yeah. I mean, that's how close the Broncos were to losing this football game. Oh, yeah. If that stays in bounds and the Vikings recover, it's over. Um, and they just had those plays go in their favor. The, bou- the ball bounced their way, and they were able to uh, to come out with a win and – I thought on that last drive, the ability to not take a sack and to, you know, the Vikings, they blitz a lot, right? But then they also, they'll show they blitz a off. lot and then they back off. Yeah. And the ability to kind of tell what they're doing and make the right decision is uh, vitally important. Russ did that on that drive. Really, I think a couple, was it a drive before, a couple of drives before, the throw to Jerry Judy in the end zone on third down in the oh, red yeah, zone, with the a, a tremendous throw. Yeah, um, you know, guy got a little bit of Jerry's arm, and Jerry's yeah. not able to haul that pass in. But um, the Broncos' ability to handle the pressure, you know, Russ didn't get—I don't have the number in front of me—but didn't feel like he got sacked a ton, right? Uh, yeah, I think he took. I think it was three sacks. Yeah. Uh, but I will say those sacks were like in like third and long situations, or yeah. like situations that like 
ended drives, essentially. Right. You yeah. know, like uh, there's one in the uh, red zone on the first drive that. I do think that Russ, when he takes sacks, sometimes you and you gotta live with this, but like he likes to do that second act, you know. So when he's like trying to create, you know, and that's some of the magic that comes with Russ. Sometimes when he gets taken down in those situations, it really that's just the end of the drive. Yeah, there there was one so, in the red zone um, in the second half where he didn't have much of a chance. Uh, you know, Garrett Bowles kind of tried to block the guy. Yeah, and then Russ stepped up in the pocket and. Guy spun and was right into yeah. Russ. I mean, there were some that I mean, weren't. And the Vikings defense is a really good defense. Yeah. Brian Flores does a great job with that group. And I, Russell Wilson said they unloaded the the whole playbook on him. So uh, a lot of uh, mental discipline that it takes, uh, especially not to turn the ball over too, uh, yeah. Eric. And here's what I'll say about the, the Broncos winning that football game. The Vikings, as we talked about from a yardage standpoint, third down, whatever you want to, whatever stat you want to pick except turnovers, the Vikings were better. And um, you look at the box score, like you said, you probably think, hey, the, the Vikings won that football game. But what the Broncos defense was able to do and the offense at times in terms of, you know, the end of the first half there, the Broncos yeah, get, the get field a field goal. goal, they get a stop, and then they get another field goal. And instead of 10-3 or 10-6, it's 10-9. And yeah. it, it changes the complexion of the game. The Broncos are able to just hang around long enough and in the nfl typically if you're winning a football game and you have opportunities and you don't put the team away it's going to come back and bite you and last night it felt like the vikings had a lot of opportunities where they could put the football game away and they did not and then lo and behold the broncos have one drive to to win the football game and they go do it yeah exactly like uh from the vikings perspective you just don't want to be in that situation there at the end of the game and uh, never come to that yeah exactly exactly and so yeah the somehow the broncos continue to force these turnovers i mean they're just taking the ball away and it's crazy to me because uh, you know after taking it away nine times in two weeks nine times nine you know that the vikings were like okay ball security is gonna be huge this week don't turn the ball over and the ball was on the ground a lot eric uh dobbs a couple of bobbled snaps there fortunate to get all of those back yep and then uh yeah i mean they just continue to make plays out there this defense and uh really put the broncos in a position to be able to have a drive like that at the end of the game and you you know you, you're not going to win a ton of games uh sustained have, have sustained success uh, right. just by relying on this and you know the vikings i think they did a nice job uh early in the game rushing the ball i think they had 72 yards rushing in just the first quarter correct yeah. and uh champagne on monday said look like our gap integrity was not uh, as good as it needed to be and so maybe a stop that was just gonna be two yard gain turns into like nine yard gain Broncos uh, that's some areas that they need to work on stopping the run still uh, still some issues there and then look this Broncos team had been running the ball very well and that was something that they wanted to stick with but the Vikings just made a decision to sort of take that away you know a lot of run blitzes really uh, Eric by the Vikings defense so I, I think that it tells you a couple of things about the Broncos is that look they didn't play well but they still found a way to win the game so there's a room to improve here it's not like the last couple of weeks where they've been winning they've been like perfect games so i think that that's you're, encouraging you're saying the last few have been or they haven't been have not been yeah, perfect yeah, yeah, games yeah. you know so like it's not like they're going out there and just playing lights out every week right there's still room for this broncos team to get better and better and better yet they're still winning so i think that that is a good sign and then the other thing is that when the vikings decided okay we're taking away the run and then the, the broncos found other ways to kind of 
move it there at the end, you know, and uh, that's encouraging to me just uh, knowing that, look, you can be multiple in the way that you attack uh, teams and, you know, they were playing coverage and they were taking away the run. So then you got to sort of figure out, let's how, how can we get the ball on the outside to our playmakers? P Ryan made that happen. Uh, Judy may had a nice screen play a couple of, you know, uh, a couple of things on the outside there. So they were able to figure out ways to move the ball when they needed to. Yeah, Judy had that little pump fake. Got the guy in the air. That People was, fall for that. I mean, that was impressive. You know, I love it's that. Like, it must be something instinctual when you see the ball go up like that yeah, to like, just ah. jump. You know, yeah, you can't leave your feet. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna throw that ball. Yeah, he was, was five yards downfield. You yeah, can't, can't but, do that. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some critical mistakes. You know, you think after that Judy play. There's then, I think, a run for no gain, and then the Broncos line up to go for it on third down. Oh, yeah. And, um, well, I think formation. it actually uh, might have been little Jordan Humphrey. He got chewed out a little bit on the sideline by Sean Payton afterwards. Oh. I think he may not have been where he was supposed to be, but you wipe out an easy third and one conversion that Russ converts via sneak. Yeah. And instead, you, you leave That's four points off the board. Um, so you got to clean some of those things up. I will say, in regards to the takeaways, it's one thing, I think, to you know, force the Chiefs into five turnovers, right? Like, that's uncharacteristic of them. Mahomes is not going to throw three picks every game, even though he's done that two of the last three times against the Broncos. Yeah. Um, or two of the last four times. But, you know, when you play a quarterback like Josh Dobbs, who's a uh, – or he's playing great, but a reserve quarterback um, in a yeah. new system, I think that's a guy you look at and you think we should be able to get an interception here. Um, and then the first one was just kind of a – you know, if it works, it's a great call by Kevin O'Connell, but to have kind of Hawkinson take the snap and then pitch it pitch to Dobbs, it to Dobbs yeah. um, you're having a quarterback be a running back, and it maybe he's not used yeah. to getting hit that way. Like that. Um, well, you know, I will say that K-Jack. Well, but Browning had ripped the ball be, out yeah, before yeah, exactly. yeah. that. Um, you're right, K-Jack definitely uh, laid the hammer there, but there, yes. was, there was only the Mattinson fumble was kind of the only one that was fluky or, yeah. or lucky, and, and so I think that this team is – is just prioritizing it. They're they're making the plays they need to, and they're playing know, fast. They're playing fast, yeah, and physical. And I, I think you look ahead to, you know, this game against the Browns. Another rookie quarterback, DTR, coming up. Um, Maybe Joe Flacco. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you would look at that and say, okay, well, hopefully we can force a rookie quarterback into more mistakes. And so that's where, you know, are they going to force four turnovers a game every game? No, probably not. But I, I do think there's something to be said for this is a stretch where you play some rookie quarterbacks, some young quarterbacks. That part of it to me does feel sustainable where you should be able to get one or two and force, especially yeah. if it's a close game late, like you should be able to force these guys into making a mistake or two. And so that part of it to me does feel like you can keep it going. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that it's a combination of like, sometimes there's fluky or lucky sort of bounces or whatever. And then that part you feel fortunate about. But the other part is like, like the first one, uh, uh, when uh, Browning rips that ball out, this is what they're being coached to do. And, and then not only are they ripping the ball out, th there's a lot of Broncos in the area to like recover these things. So, yeah. uh, and they're all playing f really confidently. Um, so those, those things I think are coaching and they're prioritizing that aspect of playing defense. So yes, uh, certainly uh, uh, is those part that playing that way is sustainable, but uh, you know, constantly every week, just being like, thank goodness we had four turnovers today. That part of it is um, you don't want to just rely on that, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. No, that's that's uh, true. And the Broncos are going to play another good defense this coming week, and it's probably going to be another, another tight, grinded out 
They're the best defense Sorry in the NFL, game. probably, right? They're, yeah, and Miles Garrett is leads the league in sacks. Um, just ridiculous. And that man <laughs> is just chiseled. He's so huge, yet he's still got the six pack. Yeah, he's kind of like Aaron Donald in that way. I and you. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to say. Yeah, it. I didn't know you didn't want to be uh, kind of boastful or brag. I didn't want to say it. Uh, it's true. I didn't want to say it. So, but I, I think there's something to be said for even when things aren't going well, you're not, you don't have your best stuff. Um, Still win. I mean, there was a point in the third quarter, Phil, where it, it seemed like the Vikings might just run away with it. Yeah, when you were talking about that eight-point lead and yeah, got uh, the ball, the Broncos' offense had a bunch of turn, three and outs. Yep. Time of possession was really in the Vikings' favor there. You thought, okay, maybe this Broncos' defense is starting to get tired a little bit. They're right. running the ball, so yeah, down near the thirty-yard line, and you're like, gosh, even a field goal you know, here puts you in a really bad spot. And they came up big in that situation. They came up big, at, you know, for them to. I think the it was either three and out or maybe one first down, but the Broncos force a, a punt. And the, the team's going to get a chance to down two, get the ball back. They run that beautiful fake punt that the Broncos oh. just, I mean, we're nowhere near 30 something yard gain. And you're, you're feeling like, and then it went to third and 20 and they convert Still got again that. back to back times. You're like, man, is this it? And then the Broncos come up with a big stop, hold them to a field goal and give themselves a chance. And then uh, there's something about Russ in those moments. I mean, I know some yeah. P Ryan did a lot of it and Corlin Sutton made a great catch, but I think at this point, Russ is he leads the league in fourth quarter comebacks this year. Um, he's showing poise in those big moments. Certainly the kind of the situational stuff the Broncos are really good at, which is coaching, obviously. And um, it's just good teams find ways to win yeah. kind of grinded out games. And the Broncos did that. I just think, like, when you look at Russ, his strength is really uh, when you're improvising and you're able to just move around a little bit, dance with the ball, let things open up, and then find plays down the field. This is where he excels, and he's one of the best in the NFL at this part of the game. You know, it, he's not necessarily always going to be that guy who is a one, two, three, boom, the ball's out. A lot of anticipating and throwing to spaces, and then all of a sudden, boom, the receiver's there. That He can do that, but that's not his strength. You know, like, he's really, really good in that situation where it's a two-minute drill. You're doing the hurry up. The defense is a little bit off. Uh, the defense is worried about giving up the big play. They're, they're maybe not rushing the same way he's just really really talented in those situations and you know he's able to make those plays happen you know where uh the defense is way down the field and then boom he just uh, dances around gets p ryan the ball in space or the one where he threw it to sutton you know he's kind of buying time and lets that ball rip there and you know puts it in a spot where sutton really could box out and catch the ball uh, that is where Russell Wilson really excels. And it doesn't always have to be at the end of the game winning a comeback. You know, he's able to do that in the course of the game, make these sort of second act plays. But that is where he, he is really good. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's his, his strength. I, I will say there were some rhythm throws that, like, early in the game, I think first half, stays in the pocket, launches it deep to Cortland Sutton down the left sideline. Cortland makes a nice catch, but it's, it's right over the head of the defender. I mean, it was a, a well-thrown ball. You think of the one to Jerry Judy in the end zone. That yes, is, that was nice. I mean, you've got pressure right. in your face. He couldn't get around. Stays that. there, yeah. whips it in there. That, I mean, that's a nice throw. And so 
some of these things are, hey, if Jerry Judy catches that or yeah. the Broncos take that Cortland Sutton catch and turn it into a touchdown instead of a field goal, maybe we're sitting here and saying, Different man, Russ like, really operated well in the pocket and on timing and made some rhythm throws. Um, that's not his strong part, though. That's not, that's not where he's like the best. He's like the, he's like the best in the NFL yeah, with these yeah, other no, things. I agree, but I think, in my opinion, his, yeah, it's, it's part of his like. I think we saw that it was part of his game, though, that he's capable. Like, I don't want to make it sound like he can't make those. Yeah, throws. no, he can do that. Yeah, but that's not where he's really, really, really good. He's he's he makes magic happen out yeah, there sometimes. You know, when uh, at the end of the game. So I'm not trying to knock Ross. I'm just saying that that's not necessarily his. Uh, that's not his bread and butter. You know. Yeah, that that's is. not his, that's not the meat and potatoes. Mm. Uh, I would say, you know what I mean. That's not like uh, what's another what's another thing that's like bread and I butter. Don't know. What's another uh, meat and potatoes, bread and butter. I don't know. There's something else like that, but that's something not else. it. That's not it for us. But he's able to do some of that. The sudden play that was an amazing catch down the sideline, in my opinion. Yeah, but yeah. it was he put the ball in a nice spot. But that was a that was an amazing catch. Yeah, Sutton is uh, playing out of his mind. These yeah, days. he's playing really well, and um, probably the best. I don't know. Is it over dramatic to say, like in in terms of the quality of catches he had, like the best game he's had in a maybe ever? Yeah. I mean, just like he's just like he, he had three catches that were spectacular. Yeah, I mean, that one down the sideline, the one handed catch on fourth down, the one in the end zone. I mean, yeah. those were all. You look at those catches, you're like, wow, each one of those alone would be a great play and yep. to have three of them in that game. He's like kind of like the like a ca- great counter to Jerry Judy because Judy is always like the guy who's like wide open, you know, and like and he's like creating this space like with his route running and his speed and stuff. And Sutton is not the guy who always creates a separation. He He's oftentimes like uh, covered and plastered, but somehow comes comes down with the ball. You know, and uh, eight touchdowns this year, I would say like maybe like five or six of those have been like just incredible plays, you know, where he's like toe tapping in the end zone or like uh, yeah, he, he's traffic. Dry, uh, jumping over two guys or like, yeah, like, I mean, they've been really, there's a, been a few easy ones, but not More most of them are ones. like, I like the easy ones, but he, he has a knack for his body position, his size, where the sideline is, like just knowing where he has a knack for that. And Russ clearly has a comfort level knowing Throwing that it. he's going to come down hey, with if, it. And, you know, Cortland hasn't always, you know, the last couple of years made has those been plays. That. Yeah. And there, there have been times I thought two years ago, he didn't really put himself in position to make those plays. Last year he showed the explosiveness, but still wasn't quite, you know, he wasn't converting on all of them. This year, I mean, I can't think of many situations where – They've gone to him and he hasn't delivered. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe the the Washington play where he's getting dragged down, but yeah. but otherwise, you're going to Cortland in the through. end zone. He's making plays. Yeah, and he, I think that I talked to uh, Nate Jackson about this on the uh, on the show. I don't know if you heard it. It's called Broncos Weekend. I, I someone mentioned it. Uh, he just talked about how you could just tell that Cortland is really trusting like who he is now. Like uh, maybe the last year or two, like he's been thinking about that knee a little bit. Maybe when he's planting, he's, you know, he's not like trusting the ball coming into his hands. Now he is like, like Nate said, like as a receiver, I can see a difference in Cortland and just the, the, he's just really comfortable, you know, uh, out there now. And he's really trusting 
the receiver that he is, you know. And, uh, I mean, the way he's playing right now, I mean, he's one of the best receivers in the league. Oh, yeah. uh, and Sean Payne was asked about him after the game and said, look, this guy's a tremendous By teammate. Me. Huh? By me. Oh, you asked that? Yes. Oh, my God. How did don't you know? Like, How did you come you up with that? that? In my head, I thought, what was the biggest play of the game? Uh-huh. And I thought, I'll ask about that. Oh, well, that's smart. The questions, Not a lot of people questions go that before way. me didn't do it. So. They didn't do that. And then you were like. I was like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll just I'll yeah. do the smart one. I'll do the one where. You they, like the smart ones. I'll do the one where they won the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a good question that to was, ask. That's what I thought about. It, it kind of sounded like uh, Sean was just kind of like, I didn't know this much about Carlin's son, but like now that I'm here, I'm like, man, this guy's sensational. Like that was kind of the gist of it. I mean, a little bit of paraphrasing there, but that was sort of the vibe of his answer. Yeah, I good cor- teammate. You know, been- I mean, it's, the what he's doing right now is is very impressive. Yeah, and um, yeah, again, I mean, we've said it a few weeks in a row now, but they don't win the game if Cortland doesn't play that way. Yeah, and um, I will say, you talk about his focus and his like his mentality and all that. That's important, but I do think from a technical standpoint, he spent the off season like working on grip strength and arm strength and in being, he felt like when he was going up to make those contested catches, he didn't have the, the strength he needed to make those catches. And so he, he spent a lot of time on in the off season, the Jordan Beasley workout plan. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, you're seeing it pay off now. Yeah, you like uh, walk by him in the hallway and shake his hand. Broke it. Broke it. Yep. Just broke it. So like Carlin, stop, please. Yeah. I can't have a cast on the neutral zone. Right. People will wonder what's going on. Oh yeah. They'll wonder what, what happened. Yeah. So uh, when I'm like a burrow situation, when I'm not recording, I'll have, uh, we'll have to delete this clip cast. When we record, to, I just saw it off. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Every twice a week, That's saw, what you I'm do. sawing that bad boy off. Mm. Yeah. I was like, please don't break it again. Yeah, don't do that. Not again. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been playing playing really well. And uh, the other thing I thought that was interesting after the game, Eric, was just uh, Sean Payton was asked about, like, look, uh, a lot of these guys in his locker room have never won four games in a row. Yeah. You know, uh, certainly not with the Broncos. Uh, so Justin Simmons is the only one with the Broncos to do it. Yeah. And he didn't even really play that much weeks one through four in 2016. No, no. You know, so uh, this is the first time these guys have experienced this success with this team. And he just said, like, look, I, I want these guys to win in this locker room. I want them to experience this type of feeling. Uh, I thought that that was a nice sentiment. And then also uh, Russ talking post game said, like, look, this has been nice and we're really confident, but, like, we really haven't done anything. Yeah, who asked uh, that question? Was that you? That was me. And you were, you were on fire on last a night. Yeah, you are butter. Well, I asked Russ. You I said, "Hey, you've butter. You've had a lot of success in your career. These guys haven't done it." And I asked it not in like a, "Hey, how do you keep having success?" But more just like, hey, "Is it what does it mean to you to see Cortland Sutton like happy, you know, and to see yeah, these guys celebrate happy. wins?" Like Justin Simmons has been uh, like miserable at points over the last few years, having to talk Same about with you losing. Yeah, <laughs> having to talk about losing again and again. And so Yo. Justin Simmons, I mean, it's his birthday yesterday. He's happy. Cortland Sutton's walking around. I mean, th- these guys are are just they're they're feeling the, the joy and the confidence Juice. of winning. And so that was I was like, Russ, it's got to mean something after what you guys have worked through to see these guys experience this for the first time. It's like you go to you know Christmas morning, the first time you see your kids open presents you're like oh that's that's nice to watch them like have that Happy. joy of like opening christmas presents for the first time yeah like you've done it a long time but this is the first time they're they're really doing finding this. a teddy bear under the tree yeah you know yeah exactly there's a 
That's nice. That is nice. It's it's fun to. Uh, so you're thinking like in this situation, Russ is a little like Santa Claus. You know, no, he's no, bringing no. He's joy like, to the children. No, no, no. He's not. He's like the parent watching the kids unwrap the presents. Oh, but he's but he's bringing the joy. You well, know, I think like, it's kind of like the the winds are the joy. So Sean is Santa. Who's Santa? You just tell me who's Santa, I, and then I, I can understand. I am. Oh, you're Santa. Okay, yeah. got it. I now the, I understand. I ask the questions that, that, <laughs> that bring them joy. Okay, got it. I got it. So it's me. Okay, okay. Now I understand because before oh, oh, I was oh. a little confused. Yeah. I was if confused you just kind of follow along, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of present openings. So. A lot of presents. Um, moving forward here, uh, they got a tough test against the Browns. I. Uh, on Monday, Sean Payton said that he spoke to Kareem Jackson, and they're going to have to wait and see what happens. Uh, the league is looking into the hit that he had on Josh Dobbs there, uh, which is particularly interesting because P.J. Locke is still injured. Sean Payton was asked about uh, will Locke maybe be available uh, this Sunday, and he said we'll know more later in the week. So that is going to be an area to pay attention to this week, Eric. Yeah. And, you know, the Browns are a physical football team. I would imagine they're going to try to establish the run. They're going to try to win time of possession. I mean, it wasn't – they didn't have a pretty win either this against week. Against the Steelers? 13-10, I believe, yeah, against the Steelers. That's the AFC North. That's um, how they play football. The fourth quarter, they just traded punts until the Browns finally went down and won the football game. Uh, so whoever's in there is going to need to be tough and ready to stop the run. Uh, yeah. I think that's – you got to force DTR to – to throw the football, I think. Yeah. Um, the gap integrity is... Uh, the integ- uh, integrity is everything. I like integrity. I, w- I will say, though, you know, you talk about a four-game winning streak and keeping the momentum, and how do you not let yourself get too high or... No, Sean's going to keep them locked. Well, up. I just think it's, you know, maybe you come off a perfect performance or you light somebody up. That's one thing. There was a lot to correct. A and, lot to work on. I don't think if you're... I think if you're the Broncos, you feel, hey, we were fortunate to, to win that football game. Yeah. We got a really buckle in here and and make some improvements if we want this to keep going. So I don't think there should be any issue this week in terms of focus or mentality. Um, You know, Browns are what, seven and three. This is a big big game in terms of the wild card standings. Um, You happy the Broncos are now in that graphic? Uh, Well, they were in there last night at four and five. Yeah, but now that they're five and five, they're really in it. They're really in the hunt right now. They're number two in the AFC West, Eric, which is a, that's amazing. I think they after one and I five. Think, um, I believe they were fourteenth in the AFC on Sunday morning and fourth in the AFC West, and now Crazy. they're they're tenth and um, second. Two. Yeah. So. And uh, if you beat the Browns, be six and You're five. Right there. You'll be. Uh, it's possible the depending on what else happens, Broncos could be right there, eight seed, maybe even the seven seed. We'll have to see what happens the rest yeah. of the league. But Phil, we're uh, we're in the full we're swing in it. now. We're yeah. in it. I I will say this. I. To be talking about relevant, meaningful football is nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like the, this game on Sunday against the Browns, it means something. That's, Do you know what I mean? That's it a was, good point. And that's, uh, that's nice. It's not like they're just like, uh, hey, let's see if like uh, so-and-so can have a nice game or whatever other angles. It's like, no, the actual the outcome of the game matters here. Yeah. So, I mean, that uh, that is uh, fun for us, certainly, and uh, definitely you could see that for the players. And it, it's obviously the latest in the season. The Broncos have been 500 or better since 2021. Not that long yeah. ago, but yeah. um, that team was 7-6. and six, But it also, you know, they were 3-0 and oh and then 3-4. and four. Yeah, this feels way different. This is, this is an ascending. We yes. talk about in free agency, I love ascending, ascending players. I love ascending. We like ascending teams. Um, and Getting feel better. Like 
every game is tough, right? But you look at the you look at the next couple of games, and there's you love the schedule. There's some chances to get some more wins. You love the schedule. Um, you know, we talked about after you know maybe after the Packers game, like the Broncos are going to have to go what so one and five. They're going to have to go nine and two the rest of the way to make the playoffs. I mean, and you just, see, it's, it's, sounds, you're saying it's possible. It though. sounds ridiculous. Now, if you go five and two. That's possible. I huh? mean, it, each week you get a win, it becomes a little bit easier. Ten is sort of that magic number. Yeah, and it, you know, I will say, you've got to lose the two to the right teams, right? Like yeah, if you yeah, lose yeah. to the Browns AFC teams, and the, cannot, and no, the no, Texans, no. it's going to be tough. No, no, no. You can, maybe, you can maybe drop one to an AFC team, but you've yeah. got to, um, yeah. If you can keep this rolling, the Broncos are going to be in good, good shape. Um, and who? I mean, I don't want to. Seven and three Browns versus five and five Broncos, and you're looking at next week six and four, right? Texans versus five. These are good teams. Six and five Texans, a Detroit matchup in a couple of weeks that might be the highlight of that. Slate. How about that Detroit comeback against the Bears? Yeah, I didn't even realize they Holy were down, smokes. and then I looked up and I was like, oh, they're down fourteen points. Yeah, I think they were down eleven with like four minutes of play. Yeah, and they they won the game. They won the game. Jared Goff a uh, couple turnovers in that one, but mm. yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're winnable games, though, for sure, with this Broncos team now. So. And, you know, yeah. part of me is like, hey, if if the Broncos can find that complete game that they haven't had Ooh. in a while. Haven't had that. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs game, I thought, was pretty close to that. I, I know the offense wasn't perfect, but it was efficient. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you can play your first complete game in a few weeks, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Yeah. And you'll probably need it at some point here to, to keep winning, but yeah. Uh, uh, like uh, I could tell that last night, like maybe some of the fans were starting to get a little bit, uh, was the booing, angsty. A, was the booing a clue? That was a clue. Yeah. That's what I, that's how I could tell. I, could like, tell. I was like, Oh, I could, hmm, let me think about what's happening here. I could tell this seems like maybe it's going to be another similar type of game where you gotta be patient just because it, this is going to be sort of a defensive oh, yeah. slog. I mean, you, it might be whoever gets to 10, 13 points wins this game. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. it, I imagine it'll come down right to the end. Yeah. Um, it's going to, it's going to be an ugly, I think that's what uh, Mike McGlinchey said after this game. He said that was a gross football game. Ooh. And offensive linemen, they love gross, yeah, but they, uh, they won. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And that, wow. Well, the juxtaposition. That was, that was good. That's it's not going to get, better, gonna than get better than that. Uh, what do you think about the um, uh, Pizza Hut Uber to celebrate? Uh, Pizza Hut Uber, Eric, for uh, Sean Payton. Well, yeah, so that's like an Uber Eats I think I think that's what he's talking Not a sponsor of this program. No. Uh, nor is Pizza Hut, but uh, no. but uh, this is what's come up. I, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It was late. It's late. It's late. Of course, us, like uh, we... After working, covering the game, just straight back to work. Right. Yeah. But Sean took a second to just have some Pizza Hut, which I, I think that's okay after a Got a, yeah, I mean, what, was it Urban Meyer on the golf cart all sad eating Pizza Hut? Oh, After I the Big Ten that. Championship that one time when he lost? Oh, he was sad? Or National Championship, was, something like um, that. There's a, there's a kind of a viral photo of that. Of Pizza Hut. Um, so I think of Pizza this Hut kind of with sadness. Oh, really? Because like as a kid... You'd go to you Pizza go to Hut hot. for the birthday party. Uh, more of a CC's guy myself. Really? Yeah. Really? The mac and cheese pizza. Oh. And you could do all sorts of things. The red cup at uh, Pizza Hut is sort of like burned into my brain. Oh, yeah. The buffet. Oh. The dessert pizza, you just, it doesn't really, it's hard to top. I'll just say it's hard to top. Well, I don't think that's it something, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some icing, I think. Yeah. yeah. They're like, eat this pizza made of chocolate and icing. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's a birthday like situation. Yeah, I like that. Parents are like, no. Yeah, exactly. No sugar. So, 
Yeah, so sushi, bad, Pizza Hut, good. Well, I think it was more the options were limited. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Kind of like um, the play sheet, you know, when you don't convert to third downs. Yeah. You look what do you think and- about that? 80%, Eric. What? Champagne said that because of the lack of snaps, oh. 80% of the game plan was unused. I mean, they. That's crazy to me. The Broncos didn't convert a third down until, what, the final? Late. Yeah, final quarter. I mean, it was bad for a long time, but they won. Exactly. They still won the game. But, you know, you think about the hours that these coaches put in. And, you know, Russell Wilson talking about that postgame, like, hey, these guys are here until like 3 a.m. trying to help us win. And 80% of what you are hoping to do against the Vikings is just goes out the window because of the way the game's unfolding. I mean, that's got to be hard. I I will say that's, you know, I think the Vikings are maybe viewed as kind of like a middle of the pack team just because of how they started. But that's a good football team. That's a good squad. They didn't have Justin Jefferson, but Jordan Addison has speed. TJ Hawkinson. That defense is playing well. I mean, even when you look at their 0-3 start, we said this. They lost every all five of their losses now are by one possession. Uh, if, Jefferson, if Jefferson plays in that game, maybe we're talking about a different deal here too because this guy is dynamic. Yeah. I mean, hard. it's hard to say, right? Like you can never fully know. Well, maybe a, of course, it's a hypothetical. Maybe it changes. Maybe it disrupts some of the, oh, that's the ability true. to go. You that's know, maybe true. they stop Just going to loose. Hawkinson. Yeah. Try to force the ball to Jefferson. Who knows? Yeah. I think seven for 55 for Hawkinson, which Not is bad. pretty good. That's pretty good. I think. Below his take uh, it. season I'll average. Take it. Um, I think one of those two was a, like a big play. So Yeah. No, I know. Pretty much pretty much slowed him down. You wanted to get Josh Dobbs in passing situations, I think, third and longs. Yeah, um, did that couple, nice A couple times end. he got away and um, I mean, you gotta live with it. runs forever. There was one toward the end of the game where Browning like shoved him out of bounds, and you could tell he was just like, gosh, won't you go down? Yeah. He and, is uh, slippery. Yeah. Yeah. He, that, I was impressed by Dobbs. Oh, my gosh. I, I think uh, easy to root for this guy. Yeah. You know, just not against the Broncos. No. Now, moving forward, though, you're like, hey, this is a nice story. Well, now you want the, the Vikings to be great. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, man, that's a good win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What do you think about that nickname, Pastronaut? That's that's up there. It's good. Oh, you're not impressed. Well, I just, it's been a little overused. Overdone. A little much. Got it. Got it. I'm not opposed to it. I, I will. I know we don't normally do shout outs here oh, yeah. on a Monday, but uh, that was tremendous. Uh, the broadcast on Sunday night football, really good, really tremendous establishing shots of Denver and Colorado. I just, it's a great broadcast. Tariko, Collins, if you're listening, great job. As good as it gets. So that's true. Uh, the uh, that, the so. pregame, like the, the lights in the stadium, Ooh, the bracelet. Yeah. Those the, are cool. Uh, the glow in the dark parachutes. Very cool. Um, there was a shot from, it must've been the plane where the people jumped out of. There was like a shot of the stadium from far away. That was cool. Cool. Uh, at night, that scoreboard glows. I mean, it's like, it's even more massive. The feel of it. Yeah. That's, so. that's all you can see. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the Broncos won. And they won. So uh, we'll have some uh, Thanksgiving treats maybe coming up later in the week. Perfect. Some fun uh, activities uh, surrounding uh, the holiday coming up, Eric. And uh, we'll also look ahead again. That's what you always like to do. I love it. I love it. And uh, we'll talk about the Browns game uh, a little bit more here, dive uh, more in depth. Love it. Into the matchup. So uh, that's coming up later in like, the week. I feel like I'm getting ready for a Northwestern Iowa game. Oh, yeah. You know, the high like, grass. I know this is going to be some weather, ugly. maybe some weather. Yeah, yeah, ugly. exactly. Yeah, some smash mouth. Yeah. Who wants it more? Who's tough? Who wants it? Who yeah. wants it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are so focused on the game, we didn't even mention Ben Swanson's not here. 
Is he? Oh, I yeah. Don't know what happened to him. No. I'm not sure. I heard that he tried to get up on the scoreboard with Miles, you know, yeah. at the start of the fourth, and then. Too scared. We, well, we just never saw him again. Oh, I hope he's so, okay. I'm, yeah, I hope he's okay. Yeah. I, I think he's okay, but we just haven't seen him. So he's back. He's back. He's back in Denver. I yeah, didn't yeah. see him, but. Yeah. So I'll take your word for it. Maybe he'll join us later. <laughs> Who knows? Probably not. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Eric Dalal, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral Zone. Listen up, Denver Broncos fans. Paramount Plus is your streaming home to catch every local NFL on CBS game this season. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream Russell Wilson and the boys as they battle the league's best. Plus, get an all-access pass to 24-7 NFL content with CBS Sports HQ, Fantasy Football Today, NFL Slime Time, and more. And this year, Paramount Plus is your streaming destination for Super Bowl 58. Another action-packed Broncos season with the NFL on CBS awaits. So stream Paramount Plus from any device all season long.